It's often referred to as the epitome of empire. It's still considered a reference as far as innovation, infrastructure, and ingenuity are concerned. The remnants of their controversial conquests can be contemplated in every corner of the globe, from Corsica to Constantinople and beyond. Hail Caesar! Charge! We'll seize the day and roam around what remains of the Roman Empire on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of your favorite topic-based show where you can learn about a fascinating topic as you learn English. And I'm sure you've figured it out already from the intro, but today we're going to be taking a look at the Holy Roman Empire. And we could do a whole series on the Roman Empire. In fact, if you want to take a look at this a little bit further on your own, you can go really in-depth with a documentary series called Rome, The Power and Glory. I remember seeing it on Netflix, I believe, but you'll have to look it up and see where you can find it. And that goes into amazing detail. Today, we're just going to scratch the surface. We're going to talk about some emperors. We're going to talk about gladiators. And we're going to talk about why this empire was so influential. Because it wasn't the biggest ever. Many Chinese empires have dwarfed the Roman Empire as far as the amount of people living under that empire. Just to give you an idea of the numbers, they say, or it's estimated, that around 70 million people were living under the rule of the Roman Empire. Now I want you to think about the population in China. See what I'm getting at? But there is no doubt that this is perhaps the most influential empire to have ever ruled the earth. Let's take a look at the intro because as always I like to put a lot of good vocab in there for you. I started off by saying it's often referred to as the epitome of empire. Now, if you don't know the word epitome, I could tell you another word that's a synonym. Personification. The epitome. The personification of empire. Then I said it's still considered a reference as far as, in cuanto a, good structure to know, innovation, infrastructure, and ingenuity. And ingenuity is ingenio o inventiva in Spanish. And then I said the remnants, it's another way of saying the remains, of their controversial conquests. And yes, some would say that any conquest is controversial by nature. I mean, you're conquering a land or a town or who knows, even a population. But as I said, the Roman ones can be contemplated in every corner of the globe, from Corsica 
to Constantinople and beyond. And then I said, hail Caesar. Now to hail is to try and get a cab. But also hail, I think you say, is ave, ave Caesar. And we don't pronounce it Caesar. If you noticed, it's Caesar, like the salad, Caesar salad. And then you heard that battle call of do-do-do-do-do-do. And after that, I said, charge. And then I don't know if you got it, but there was a little play on words. I said, we'll seize the day, Caesar seize the day. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that good, but if you got it, good ear. And then there was another pun as well. I said, we are going to roam around what remains of the Roman Empire and to roam around is deambular. Let's start off with a little history as always. Rome was founded in 753 BC by its first king, Romulus. And I'm sure you're all familiar with the story of Romulus and Remus, you know, fratricide. It's commonplace, you'll see in today's episode. And commonplace means, es otra forma de decir que es muy común. And it eventually grew into a very rich and powerful city during the next few hundred years. And eventually, as we're here to talk about today, an empire. So we're going to look at a lot of dates here. You might want to write down some dates so we can see the timeline. So 753 BC, Rome was founded with its first king, Romulus. And by AD, now AD is después de Cristo, Anno Domini, 117, 117 AD, the Roman Empire included the whole of Italy, all the lands around the Mediterranean and much of Europe, including England, Wales, and parts of Scotland. And it all started with this little city on the banks of the Tiber River, the city of the seven hills, La Siete Colinas, as it's called. But we've got to go back even before that, because we couldn't talk about the history of Rome or the Romans without talking about the Etruscans. The Etruscans occupied the land known as Italy. So much of what we got from the Romans was adopted from the Etruscans. So we can never underestimate the value of the Etruscans on the Romans when we think about the value of the Romans and their contributions on modern-day society. And the Roman Empire almost didn't happen. Yeah, well, there was a sacking, un saqueo, we say the same, of Rome in 390 BC. The good news is Rome survived as a city and bounced back even stronger. But imagine that. If they had gotten their way, the city would have been burned to the ground and we wouldn't even be talking about the Roman Empire. And it wasn't easy at first. I imagine ruling the world is not an easy task. And they had to deal with the Carthaginian Empire. Now, this is in modern-day Tunisia. And they were considered a major naval power in the Mediterranean. So if the Romans wanted to make any progress whatsoever, they had to deal 
with the people from Carthage, the Carthaginian Empire. And what did they do? Well, they found one of their warships and they reverse engineered it, what they supposedly do with UFOs. And they figured out their technology and they used it against them. So it started out with the Romans being resourceful, relentless, and even sneaky. And this led to a period known as the Punic Wars. There were three Punic Wars. In the first ones, the Romans prevailed. And they were able to get Sicily, Sardinia, and then Corsica. In the Second Punic War, you'll probably remember the name Hannibal, the Carthaginian general Hannibal, who in 218 BC went through southern Spain, into France, over the Alps, and into Italy with his elephants. And by the way, there's an FYI episode on elephants. If you haven't listened to it, it's fascinating. And I think most of you know how this story ended. Hannibal was very successful. He reached the gates of Rome, but eventually he was forced out. And this would be the beginning of the end for Carthage and their empire. And then in the Third Punic War, this was in 149 BC, Rome kicked butt. This was a two-year siege where the Romans destroyed everything in their path. Carthage was wiped off the map, and anybody who wasn't killed was taken as a slave. This is when the rest of the world knew that the Roman Empire, the Romans, they meant business. Que iban en serio. And one of the outcomes of these Punic Wars was the Roman Empire owned the Mediterranean. That was their territory, baby. And that's where they started to grow and consolidate their power and become what everybody knew as this amazing empire. But it wasn't so simple. As we know, there were a lot of emperors. Some of them are admired in retrospect, and some of them are laughed at. And we're going to take a look at these emperors, and be careful with these words. So the empire is the land, and the emperor is the ruler. And I'm going to ask you guys to take a guess. How many emperors do you think there were in the reign of the Roman Empire? Did you say 20? Did you say 40? What if I told you 70 different emperors ruled the Roman Empire? In the first century, 12 emperors. In the second century, nine. And in the third century, this is how you knew that things weren't going well, 29. So that was one of those indications of instability. So here's another trivia question. Who was the first emperor of Rome? Did you say Julius Caesar? Well, technically he wasn't the emperor. He was a general who in fact was told that he had to relinquish control of his army. No, 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 he wasn't told. He was ordered. But Julius Caesar was stubborn and he said, no way, Jose, it's not gonna happen. And we all know the rest. That led to a civil war and eventually he got his way. In 44 BC, Julius Caesar was made dictator for life. 
So it's kind of a trick question. He was a dictator more than an emperor, but this signaled the end of the Republic, and Julius Caesar was murdered just a year later. And of course, any time an emperor kicks the bucket, La Palma, there are power grabs, there's backstabbing, there's even suicide. I'm not even going to get into the story of Mark Antony and Cleopatra. But the other day I read up on Cleopatra and Mark Anthony and Valió la pena lo que era <laughs> Okay, no, not Mark Anthony. Mark Antony. Sinache. And to answer the first question, technically the first emperor of Rome was Augustus Caesar, who in 27 BC took power. And this was the official birth of the Roman Empire the Holy Roman Empire, and they would enter a period called Pax Romana. And nowadays, if we use the word Pax in English, we're talking about people. They use it a lot in the restaurant industry, but here they meant peace, Roman peace. Oh, and by the way, in the bonus episode, we're going to take a look at a lot of Latin expressions that are still used in everyday English. We're also going to take a look at some of the innovations, I should say many of the innovations that we owe Rome so much for. We'll also take a look at some of the most important Roman remains in Spain. We'll take a look at gladiators, fun facts, and of course, we'll see what led to the downfall of the Roman Empire. All that and much more in the bonus episode of FYI. And just a quick reminder, guys, every week you can get two episodes on each topic. And my patrons, they are in the know, enterados. They know about it, and they've been not only getting bonus episodes, but if you're a patron, you can join me in weekly classes, monthly private classes. Obviously, it depends on what level you join us at. But take a look at it, because there are tons and tons of benefits of joining my curious community. And I think the most important benefit is I'm your teacher. That's right. Aside from teaching you every Friday here on the podcast and also teaching you in the bonus episode, if you're in my interstellar level, you guys have a private class with me. Take a look at it. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And you can let me know if you have any questions. And speaking of patrons, I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Paco, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, and Patricio. And don't forget about my interstellar students. These are the ones that have a monthly private class with me where we can measure their progress. A huge shout out to Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, and Edgar. Remember, if you guys want to find out how you can get exclusive content, classes with me, and so much more, go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Where were we? Oh, right. We were talking about Pax Romana, where the Romans enjoyed a period of stability. Now, when I say the Romans, I mean the ones living near Rome. The rest of the empire wasn't as stable because, well, they were always expanding. 
and this was a time period from 27 BC to 180 AD. It was a 200-year period which saw unprecedented peace, economic prosperity, and, as I said, probably a little bit more in the heart of it in Rome than in the rest of the empire, but in general, it was a peaceful time. And just remember, they had land all over the world, from England to the north of Morocco to Iraq. Let's take a look at some of the most unpopular emperors in the Roman Empire. Tiberius, oof, he was just incompetent. They said his political inability, poor judgment, and jealousy led Rome to a very dark age where there were purges, there was murder, and terror. You know, those aren't exactly the words you want people to use when they talk about your reign. Caligula, there's another one that when you think of that name, madness comes to mind. Well, this was a man who made his horse a consul. That's right, you heard correctly. His horse. <laughs> he also emptied the imperial treasury, la tesoreria. He imposed a reign of terror, just like Tiberius. Oh, and he promoted all kinds of depravity. And the cherry on top? He believed he was a living god. And we couldn't talk about unpopular emperors without talking about Nero. No, I'm not talking about the CD-burning software. But as you can see, there are tons of remnants of the Roman Empire. And I'm not just talking about ruins here. Nero, it's a CD-burning software. Caesar salad. And we'll look at a lot more. We'll look at a lot more language that comes from the Roman Empire in the second part. And Nero's name is synonymous with evil. They've accused him of killing his stepbrother, Hermanastro, his wife, and his mother. Ah, why not? While you're at it, ya que estás. He also persecuted Christians, and he instigated the devastating Great Fire of Rome. Really nice guy. And I guess we should look at the other side of the coin, too. There were the five good emperors as well. And they were emperors who ruled from 96 to 180. Their names being Nerva, Trajan, Hadrian, Antonius Pius, and the famous Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius, probably one of the most hallowed, respected of all the emperors. He was a philosopher, and he didn't have it easy. He had a tough period during his reign. There were wars, plagues, even instability throughout the empire. Hadrian was another one who people usually talk positively about. He cared for his people. Supposedly, he spent Rome's money well, and he strengthened the empire, fortalecer. And we can't talk about emperors without talking about Constantine. Constantine the Great. But an interesting fact about him is he wasn't a Christian at first, but he was known for enacting numerous reforms that strengthened the empire. He also restructured the government. He tried to combat inflation. Maybe he could give some notes to our politicians these days. He introduced a new gold coin that became the standard for the Byzantine and European currencies 
for more than a thousand years. So another one whose legacy is still felt. He also organized the Roman armies, and we're going to talk about that too, about how they were able to conquer so much land. Well, obviously, they had to have a good army, and that army had to flex their muscles. The Roman army was famous for being some of the best fighters in the world, and they often fought against and defeated armies that were much bigger than their own. And I know what you're thinking. What was their secret? How did they do it? People said that they were strong because they were well organized. They ran like a well-oiled machine, as we would say. They were also very well trained. So they practiced and they rehearsed all the different scenarios that could happen on the battlefield. And they were not lazy by any means. Here, I'll ask you another trivia question. And this is either you know it or you don't. How many kilometers do you think they marched in a typical day? Did you say 10? Did you say 20? What if I told you double that? They marched an average of 40 kilometers a day. And obviously, without that strong army, Rome would have never grown as big as it grew. But as with everything in life, it's fleeting, fugath. Nothing lasts forever. And like all other empires before it, Rome fell as well. In the bonus part, we're going to talk about the downfall of Rome. It wasn't something that happened overnight, and there were many factors that caused the downfall of perhaps one of the greatest or at least most influential empires the world has ever seen. Ancient Rome was a hub of commerce, and a hub is, I think, what you would call in Spanish, un núcleo. People would trade all kinds of things there, animals, food, jewelry, spices. I mean, they had a trading network that was over 88,000 kilometers of roads. And the Romans are famous for their roads, among many other things that we'll look at in the bonus part. But the same way the empire wasn't built overnight, as the expression goes, Rome wasn't built in a day, it didn't fall overnight either. It was a long process. And that's exactly what I tell my students with English. Don't get impatient. I know sometimes we get impatient. All of us do. But be patient. Work hard. Train like the Roman troops. And just remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. We'll look at that and many more expressions in the bonus episode of today's FYI.